Welcome back to another episode of Nach Daily. Today we're learning the third parak of Megillus Esther. This parak discusses Haman's rise to power and the evil decree to kill all the Jews. The chapter opens with the words, Sometime after this, Achashverosh promoted Haman, son of Hamadasi, the Agagi, advancing him and seating him higher than all his fellow ministers. Rashi explains what is meant by sometime after. Hashem had given the Rafua Kodamamaka, the antidote prior to the infliction, meaning in the previous chapter, Mordechai had stopped Big Son and Zeresh from assassinating the king. This happened prior to Haman's rise to power because this was Hashem providing the Savior prior to the destruction. The Sefer Mishpaso Zahav asks, Who cares if Hashem created the Maka before the Rafua? The main thing is we shouldn't suffer to begin with. To which he answers so beautifully, The very fact Hashem created the antidote first reveals God's awesome love for us. The Gezer was only meant to scare the Yidin, not to actually punish them. This should be encouraging to all of us. When we look at the world news with superficial eyes, it looks like the world is in disrepair. But when we look with the eyes of the Megillah, with the eyes of Amuna, we see how all the world events are under the direct control of God. And he's just setting the stage for the final redemption. Although we don't see it, we need to take to heart Hashem has created the Rafua before the Makkah. And one day we'll see just how exact the remedy was set up who knows how many years prior. A word on Haman HaAgagi. We all know this dates back to the reign of King Shaul, when Hashem told Shaul to completely wipe out any remnant of Agag, king of Amalek. Shaul had used his own mind to delay the killing of Agag, as he thought it would be a greater sanctification of God's name to make a public killing of Agag. Ultimately, Shmuel Hanavi stripped Shoal of the kingship for not listening to the word of God. Shoal was supposed to put aside his own mind and ideas and serve Hashem with great joy and utter simplicity. Instead, he followed his own calculations. In truth, this goes even further back. The Gemara and Megillah asks, Where do we know Haman from the Torah? It answers, From Hashem said to Adam, Hamina eats. Did you eat from the Eitz Hadas Tovarah tree of knowledge? Again, we see Adam was supposed to simply follow follow the word of God with Tamimus and Shittis. Instead, Adam had his own calculations about what he should do. Ultimately, this led to the downfall of humanity. A Amalek represents the negative force of us overthinking and analyzing to follow our own minds and not recognize the greater intelligence of Hashem. We need to simply serve Hashem with great simplicity and utter joy not to complicate life with our great sophistications. Now, moving on in the parak, being Haman was raised to ra- riz- risen to power, he either made himself into an Avodah or he was wearing one. This called all the ministers to bow down to him. Mordechai refused to bow, using Judaism as an excuse not to bow to anyone. This drove Haman insane. Haman had everything in the world, but one stinking Jew not bowing was enough to drive him mad. In reaction to this, Haman decided to hold a mass extermination of the Jewish nation in order to decide what day he was Hippilpor Huagorolifne Haman, a poor which is a lottery was cast. The date was now chosen as the 12th of Adar. The Kedushas Levi explains this world is called the Olam HaGorel, a world of the lottery, meaning the events in our lives seem totally random, but we need to see even deeper how the lottery is in Hashem's hands. Perhaps you can say we need to be happy for our lot in life, meaning we need to see how our lives aren't random. They were chosen by God out of His great love for us. Therefore, we need to be happy with our lot in life, meaning 
meaning the lottery Hashem has chosen for us. In verse 8, it says, Haman said to King Ahasuerus, There is a certain people scattered and dispersed among the peoples in all the providence of your kingdom, whose laws are unlike every other people and who do not obey the king's laws. It's not worthwhile for the king to put up with them. Much ink has been spilt on these words. But the Radman Wali explains, Haman was saying to Ahasuerus, Hashem, the God of the Jewish people, is sleeping. Therefore, now is a great time to kill them. Haman proved this by showing how there's no unity amongst the nation. However, we know even deeper, The protector of the Jewish nation doesn't sleep nor slumber. God is watching us. This was Haman's biggest mistake. This cannot be overstated. Our lives are not random. There is a purpose and meaning to everything that happens to us. Moving on from verse 9 until 15, which is the end of the parak, Haman offers a huge sum of money to Achashverosh to have the Jews killed. Achashverosh denies the bribe, but hands over his royal signet ring to Haman to go ahead and plan it plan an extermination for the Jews. Let, letters were written in every language to kill every Jewish man, woman, and child on a single day, and they were signed by Haman with the king's ring. Then sent out to every province, the edict was publicly posted and proclaimed. Haman was pleased and sat down to a fine glass of wine while the Jews in the city of Shushan were left in turmoil. That's the end of the parak. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day.